Well, good morning. And our question we'll start the day off with, has Triton rung the final death knell for major market radio salespeople? Hey, it's not just Odyssey and iHeart that are doing layoffs. Now Cox is doing layoffs. They, they want to be hip too. They want to be part of the in crowd. So we'll talk about that. And an interesting story of uh, good examples of bad management. Uh, what do you do when your GM is a drunk? We'll be talking about these stories and others offering our profound wisdom or just our opinions. And you can choose whichever one you want to ignore. Maybe ignore them all. I'm Jackson <laughs> Weaver here in Seattle, along with my co-host, Mr. Keith Samuels in the hills of Hollywood. For September 30th, this is the Thursday edition of Media Insultant. we go again keith another week of action-packed media opinions mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> let's jump in i this first one is really interesting and you and i have been saying for some time that this is the way the whole business is going to go and how is it going to how's it going to be massaged i guess would be the word triton takes the inevitable next step they're doing audio programmatic buying for everybody in other words, what they're doing is they aggregate audiences from radio, from streaming, from podcast, and they create the Triton Audio Marketplace. And they call it, yeah, exactly, they call it very hip. They say it's very holistic. It's a holistic way to buy. I'd call it one-stop shopping. But, uh, you know, holistic is so much more of a hip phrase. And then in this press release, they said there were over 100 billion audio impressions per month. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I can just see him saying to some investment banker, see, and if we just get five bucks for each of those, we do $500 billion a month. Okay. Yeah. But they do claim to have a good deal of inventory, obviously all the iHeart radio stations, and they claim another 16 of the top 20 radio groups are participating. And, of course, all of iHeart's podcasting inventory. Mm -hmm. Is this it? Are we no longer going to have salespeople, Keith? Well, yes, we will, but there'll be a lot less. There'll be a lot fewer of them, and 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 it, it seems it seems to just follow through with the this this emphasis on doing big national buys, big getting big multimedia commitments from the big holding companies that own all these buying services in New York, Chicago, L.A., uh, maybe Dallas, and a few other maybe Atlanta and a few other places. So, what the big companies are doing in audio, and that is iHeart, Odyssey, Cumulus. Everybody's trying to get into the big agencies and say, look, we're going to bring you all of these impressions, all of these outlets, all of this inventory. You spent $100 million with us last year, Horizon Media. This year we want $200 million, and we're going to triple the number of impressions we're going to give you. Just give us the money. Oh, and we're going to throw in event sponsorships. So, you know, your clients are going to sponsor the iHeart Music Festival in Vegas, or they're going to sponsor the you know, this deal or that deal or, you know. So it's sponsorships plus airtime and promotion. So the, the agencies go, yeah, great. Okay, here's 200 million bucks. But you owe us, you know, 5 trillion impressions. Okay, no problem. We got it. We'll get you 5 trillion. So somebody is doing that conversation. So that's a salesperson at a very high level doing that conversation. Some of those are happening directly with clients. Most of them are happening with the biggest ad agency media buying companies in America. 
Sure, sure. So, so, okay. Then there's a whole nother group of these big holding company, agency, media buying departments that don't want to see a salesperson. They just want to do this programmatically. They just want to buy this time and not have to deal with any of us sales guys coming in. And so that's where Triton, in this purchase of Triton a year ago for $230 million, actually back in February, Triton's built this platform for this programmatic play and, and this unified place to buy audio inventory. And so a certain part of the marketplace loves to have that. So, you know, hey, we don't even need to call a salesperson. You can buy audio just like you buy Google. You know, you're not calling a Google rep. You're not calling a Facebook rep. You're, you're just going online and dumping millions of dollars into it. So right. that's what this is going to be like. It's going to be that that comparable buying experience to doing big Google and Facebook deals. And it's the top, tip, 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 top of the giant tech stack that, that Pittman and Bressler have built at iHeart because you know, they want to have the coolest tech stack in the business. And this is, this is right up there at the pinnacle. Well, they do have they do have the cool tech stack. And the question I have is, let's say you're a medium-sized broadcaster like, uh, you know, Alpha is a good example. And you look at this and you say, okay, I'll put my inventory into this marketplace. But at the same time, when the money comes in, you're competing with iHeart's vast inventory. And Triton is owned by iHeart. So who's going to get priority in terms of placement and rate? And my oh, yes. argument is probably not Alpha. Probably not. No, and and they'll say, well, no, you're getting you're getting the the right value for the number of impressions that your stations are delivering, or that your content is delivering. It's all about impressions. There's no, you know, we're being very fair about this. You know, it's very, you know, no big deal. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. So you know, as a part of this, is like, is the algorithm built into the uh, uh, audio marketplace that says, well, first of all, you got to give you know fifty percent share to the to the to the iHeart stations, and then we'll split up the rest. I don't know. It's it's what we always suspected when we had cats or a cats related right. rep firm, the national right. sales rep firm known as Cats, repping our station, and we weren't iHeart, but they're owned by iHeart. How do I know I'm not getting screwed on this deal? Oh no no no, we're good we're good we love you man we wouldn't do that to you, and for the most part they do a pretty good job at that you know but they're not they're not pure in this sense they're spinning a bunch of it off to iHeart and if iHeart needs more money that's where it's going. Well, so, I, you know. and, and CATS has a certain amount of transparency when you're dealing with a programmatic buy. If you're a radio station, I, I don't know how much transparency you're going to have when somebody comes in and dumps a, you know, a couple of million dollars on the programmatic platform. I, we'll see. We'll see. But this is inevitable, and you and I have talked about it for some time. It is going to change the way everybody does business. That's all there is yeah, to and it. Yeah, and I see this as really preempting a lot of the national sales business, which is kind of crazy because they love that business. And it also, you know, also there's, you know, guys, companies like iHeart and Odyssey have these national partnership sales teams. These, uh, I think at iHeart, it's called Connections. And uh, I think it's National Partnership Team at Odyssey. And these are salespeople that um, are not necessarily local. They have local offices. They're in around the country. But they're calling on major advertisers <clears throat> to get them to skip the agency side of the business, or at least move, you know, create revenue through their agency for iHeart specifically, because of all of iHeart's inventory and remote and promotions and events and everything else, they do a hell of a job siphoning big budgets off before it even gets to the buying process that other minor groups get to participate in. 
I think this affects them a little bit too because it makes it a lot easier than having to talk to those people. Yes. Um, but I don't think it really matters. I think iHeart is just about we're going to have more impressions than anybody else in audio and we're going to have more revenue than anyone else in audio. And if you want to come along for the ride and be the little pilot fish on our whale, yeah, you're welcome to. But you know, we're going to crush it all. So we've been talking for the past couple of weeks about layoffs at Odyssey, and iHeart always has layoffs somehow in process. But now comes Cox Media, who had, I don't know that I would call it a massive layoff. They had 13 layoffs, most of them in programming. But uh, Cox also has, since Apollo bought the uh, Cox radio stations, has also been real thin and replacing managers and letting managers run dual markets and that kind of thing. So is this a harbinger, do you think, of uh, big personnel cuts to come for Apollo and for Cox? What do you think? Well, yeah, I, I do. And I think this is, um, and it's more than 13 people. I mean, that was just what was reported late last week in the trades, people who self-identified that I got blown out. But it was it was one or two people from all of their markets. So everything from Long Island to Atlanta to uh, Miami to Houston to San Antonio and, and, uh, and, and places in between. So... Yeah, and it's and it's sad because not that Cox is immune to the forces at play in audio, but they've been able to kind of really kind of keep things under control. You know, not overhire, not have too many people, not have to go through the cutbacks all the time, but to generate revenue to cover it. And I think at this point, you know, the Apollo guys are going, you know, uh, you know, you know that five uh, percent growth or whatever it is you were thinking you were going to have for 2022, because they're all going through their budgeting process for next year right now, and they're projecting revenue and expenses, and they're thinking, uh, you know what, you're not making the number, so guess what we're going to do? We're going to cut some people in every market, I, you know, and we'll see what the grande total is of those cuts, uh, but that's one way they're going to cut expenses. The other thing that, that Rob Babin, and Rob Babin, who runs the radio group, is a really good guy, and he's a really good manager, so this is not easy. You know, he's a very th- highly thought of guy, but he had to put, you know, he had to let, he have a, they have a station in Houston, and it didn't warrant having a full-time in-market market manager over that station. They've got local staff, so he put Keith Lawless, who's the manager uh, for the market in Tampa for Cox, over Houston. You know, it's a two-hour flight across the Gulf to Houston, no big deal. But that was also a harbinger of, well, we've got to save some money, and we're going to save some money there. We'll, we don't have to pay somebody three hundred grand to run one station in Houston. We'll, uh, I'll pop Keith a, a few more bucks and let him cover both markets. Yeah, but I would question that because that Houston's their biggest billing market, I think, isn't it? It's the biggest market they're in. It's not their biggest billing market. Okay. They only okay. have a, a, a classic country station there. So, it, you know, Atlanta oh, they just have one there. signal in Houston? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That that makes more sense then. Okay. Well, it'll it, it, it's just a harbinger of what we've seen happening with all the others. And yeah. they've, uh, unfortunately, Apollo bought the radio stations because they discovered after they bought the TV stations that the radio stations were pretty tightly integrated with the TV stations. And, you know, it's pretty hard to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So they bought the stations. And the thing I'm wondering is I can just see all of these investment bankers sitting around a conference room and they've got spreadsheets and, and all of this stuff. And they're doing projections for the TV stations and doing everything. And nobody actually got up and walked around the TV station and said, how does this work? <laughs> how do you get that information from there? Who does this? They just ran spreadsheets on it and said, yeah, it's a good deal, and bought it. And then they found out that, you know, when you unplug this, the whole damn thing collapses. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. Should have thought of that. So, you know, we, we occasionally tell stories of good examples of bad management. You know, you and I got to talking the other day about uh, an example that was kind of kind of interesting in my career, and that was that uh, I'd been hired as a GSM at, by one of the large groups uh, to run a AAA station in a large Pacific Northwest city. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> what, what does AAA stand for, Jackson? It stands for a, a alternative adult or album alternative adult music. So it's album-oriented kind of soft rock. Okay, so give me an artist or two so I get the picture. Oh, uh, Joni Mitchell, a little bit of Steely Dan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tasty. Yeah. Tasty. Tasty. It was a tasty station. Did really, really well for many years. Uh, No longer in the market, but did really well. Anyway, I'd known the GM for years, never worked for him. But as I go to work for him, I'm beginning to discover that he's got this very erratic management style. You know, I'd see him blow up over things that just didn't warrant blowing up over. And I'm just, you know, and then I began to realize that he was drinking and he was drinking all day long. Well, so one day we have this grand opening of a new chain of Mexican restaurants. We go down and, you know, it's the tent and, uh, you know, the personalities and everybody's there having a good time. So you're doing a remote. uh, Yeah, well, kind of. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It was a remote in in a fashion. All right. So the GM uh, starts drinking about four o'clock in the afternoon, and by eight o'clock, he is falling down, stumble into tables, yelling, belligerent, drunk, totally embarrassing everybody. Now, little did I know, this had been happening in one way or another for a couple of years. The stories were kind of legend. They began to filter in as I spent a little time there. So on my drive home, I get on the phone with my LSM, and she said she'd had it. She was going to call the CEO of the company and fill him in on exactly what was going on. Right. She was going to stand You go, girl. You've got to do that, right? I mean, that's what you're supposed to do, you know? Exactly. And I thought uh, because she had a longer tenure there and had a relationship with the CEO because she'd she'd known him over the last couple of years, that that made sense for her to call him. So she calls the CEO. She tells him all of the stories about the embarrassment and this time last night when he gets drunk and i've just had a gutful and i'm not going to do this anymore and that ceo keith he swung immediately into action this was a man of action he called the gm and he told him he had a rat on the team and to get rid of her (laughs) so so it's it's this this thing we keep talking about the fish stinks from the head down and this ceo is still running the company and I probably matured a bit, but uh, he's now plagued with all kinds of personnel and turnover problems. And it's not surprising to me because... So how, uh, so how long did the GM last after this incident? He lasted another two years, probably. I lasted about another six months. You know, I, I, Wait a minute. I remember this. Yeah, it was a oh, lot of fun. It was I'm a, not saying anything. Oh, yeah, it no. was a lot of fun. <laughs> well, we have we have so many stories to tell, Keith. You get to tell some too soon, <laughs> and so little time, which is my clue that we're out of time again. Next week we'll do it again. More opinions on all things media, Keith. How about reading us out on where Media Insultant can now be found? Yeah, because our tech stack is pretty freaking impressive. Okay, it, you know we can obviously uh, Vimeo has it under under uh, Jackson Weaver. Uh, you can go to the intownmedia.com, and uh, that's Jackson's website where you can also connect to the video portion of this. And the audio 
podcast of a Media Insultant is everywhere you find great quality podcasts. So you, there's no way you can miss us. Audible, Apple, uh, Spotify, iHeart, but also our favorite uh, little uh, podcast uh, archiving website or app called Overcast yep. is also yep. an easy place to find us. You know, look for look wherever you look for podcasts and uh, make sure you, oh yeah, I guess you're supposed to like us or subscribe or thumbs up. If you want to do that kind of stuff, that's great. But you know, we don't live off of that. But the point is, we just want you to listen or watch, and 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 then send us some feedback. And I love I love hearing from folks, typically through LinkedIn, sometimes through Facebook, and sometimes through emails. Uh, it's really good stuff. And I know Jackson, you get a lot of feedback, so we love that too. But make sure that you listen and download us. And now that you're going back to work once in a while, yeah, you listen on your commute across the uh, I-90 bridge. There you go. Or, there you or go. Down the 405. But uh, it's a great way for us to stay connected with some people, all the people we know in the business. And we hope we give you back some interesting, uh, uh, interesting opinions and takes, and a few insults about the business that you're in and the people you're working for, <laughs> and a business we love, you know. So we we've, love. we've, we've enjoyed right. it for a long time. So yeah. Keith, till next week. Go have a good weekend, buddy. Okay, Jackson. I'll see you next week. Take care.